It's Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, 523 in the evening. I'm Sam Sheffer. I'm Tyler Gold. And we are back. It is summer break. I wonder if it's actually summer break for any, is it summer break for any schools yet? It's May. I feel like graduation is happening right now. For, for high school or college? College. And then high school is probably June. Township, I feel like, was late Maybe June. July, even. June, no, July. no, no, no. There are schools that get out in July. That's right. torture. No, way, July no, I feel like some colleges get out like mid-May. I remember my graduation was like mid-May. Of Rutgers? Yes. I remember township graduation was like uh, – or one of the last days of school like fell right around my birthday. It was like always June 18th, June 19th. High school. Like that, for high school. Yeah. But in any, in any event, uh, me and Tyler are back week two. Shout out to the 300, I think, some odd listeners that listened to last week. I also looked back at the data on Anchor. There was, uh, from from last season's podcast, uh, which was called Summer School, this is Summer Break, some of the episodes had six, seven hundred, eight hundred. One of them had like a thousand plays. So I guess over time, you know, it's like I'm just so used to the instant gratification of like I post something on the internet. And it gets views, and if it doesn't get views, then it's never going to get views. But, like, over time, the consumption levels sort of, like, slowly rise, which is awesome. But um, to see the support from, you know, the 300-some-odd people from week one, we appreciate it. And we see your tweets. Yes. Love seeing them randomly. Someone DM'd me also. Tweet at me and Tyler. Tyler's at Tyler Gold. I'm at Sam Sheffer. We'll say the word at the end of the podcast, so I know you actually listen to the end. But... Um, it's just, it's just awesome when I check and use for the same, I'm sure it's the same for you. Tyler. It's wonderful. Yeah. Like you're just like, Oh, this person just finished the podcast. And then you took the time out of your day to type out the tweet. Thank you. We, we yes. hear you. We see you and we appreciate you. Thank you. Um, all right. So on the agenda for today, um, it's sort of like a, a little intro and then segue to the bigger topic. But, um, so this week randomly, seemingly out of nowhere, right. For, I don't know why. I didn't actually read the press release. I just saw the news. Um, Apple has discontinued the iPod. Now, it's not like they were making the you know original or iPod video. The only iPod that ap- Apple was actually producing was the iPod Touch. Yes. Right? Which is like so far removed from what the iPod originally was that you could argue the when when Apple killed the iPod Classic, I would say that's and that was I forget when. I remember it was a few years ago, sometime 2015, 16 a while something ago like that. Already, yes. Um and I would say that's, you know, Apple sort of properly, you know, killed the original the the ipod ethos if you will but yeah they uh while supplies last you can go to the apple store and spend 200 dollars or whatever it is on a freaking ipod touch in 2022 which i don't recommend anyone does but um yeah just sort of uh I guess sign of the times obviously no one is buying those ipods right they they no one's i would say probably for one out of every hundred now if i had to guess one out of every 500 to a thousand people that buy an iPhone, you know, someone like that is buying an iPod. Like who in the right mind is buying an iPod touch in 2022? Yeah. There has to be some kind of crazy ratio. I think, so I remember I have great memories about the iPod touch for the main reason. I think it would still be good is for kids because yes. if you have a kid, you don't want them to have a phone. Yes. You still want to give them some kind of screen. Sure. The iPod makes sense. But yep, at the with same an time, app store, with yeah, games. at the same time, it's still like you need to have parental controls and all that stuff. Correct. They've gotten better about definitely. I 
think that with the the click wheel gone, yep. it's basically like iPhone, no phone. It's just like, it's like I the screen. iPhone light. Yeah, it's just like the eye screen. It's more like an iPad than a phone. And also, interesting. I mean, they, whoa, whoa, that's good. Yeah, it's more like an iPad than an iPhone. Now, obviously, you can argue against that, saying, "Look, they're the same size." Blah blah blah. But you're right. You know, like the iPad has cellular data, but I still don't think that you that it has. Does it have like the Qualcomm? chip in it that does cellular the ipad it's got to right like can you put i know the cellular ones do, how do, do i not internet, know but no phone it's not a phone it's, it's not a it's phone. just data well so you can't put a phone number on you can it. get a phone call if it does the call forwarding from, from your an iPhone, iphone which you don't need to have the cell you can just do that if you have an ipad on wi-fi interesting so you still that bridge has not been gapped where like if i want to take my sim card out of my iphone put it in an ipad and just have a 13 inch phone it's right like a gigantic uh, book no you can't do no. that Okay. No, I think that'd be interesting. I think I think so too. But you can't do that, and okay. I feel like because of that, the iPod Touch Is reminds me more of the iPod. Fair. What was the memory you were gonna say? Um, I grew up with Verizon phones my whole life. Okay. My dad used to work for them, okay. so we've always had Verizon phones. Yep. And when the iPhone first dropped, 4S. So that was the first iPhone that I got proper. But for the three or four iPhones before that, I couldn't get it because we were stuck on Verizon. My whole family was on that. I had all the Android phones, the Droid, the back HTC Thunderbolt, the singular plan. My dad would not let me do it. And also the iPhone was absurdly expensive. It and was like $600 so worth of I had the original iPod Touch. And that thing was almost as groundbreaking for me as a kid as the PSP was. Why? The PSP was amazing because you could game on it. Sure. And then I had a web browser so you could actually like go on the internet and like I would read the iPod Touch forums on the, on PSP, the PSP before I got an iPod meta. Touch. And then when the iPod Touch came out, the jailbreaking scene and all that, and I was the biggest nerd with the theming the icons and coming up with all these little gestures and moving the animation so that when you move things, it would swipe faster and slower and all these different things. And that was the beginning of it all for me. And then as soon as I could get the iPhone on Verizon, is when you got the iPhone. Right away that happened. Dude, literally same. I jailbroke a friend's iPod Touch. I never owned an iPod Touch, wow. I don't think. But I jailbroke a friend's iPod Touch. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just like, you connect it to the computer, you run some program, you get a yeah. prompt on the thing. Simple and enough, then, right? And then, and then you <laughs> install this thing called like Cydia, and I know yep. what Cydia is, but I was like, I was so new to all of it. Yeah. And and I remember what you're talking about, the, the animations of the home screen, like Barrel yes. or Air Creative, like the way Instagram stories, when you thumb through, not when you tap, but when you like swipe your thumb over, it looks like a, a 3D cube, it's you like know? Rotating the it's Rubik's like, Cube is turning Exactly, almost. exactly. And there was like the jailbreak tweak that you're able to change the home screen animation. Um, and that is one of the reasons, well, I said, I'm pretty sure I talked about it in the pod last week why I got on Twitter originally. I think I said that. But then I had mentioned, okay, yeah, because I said muscle nerd in the early yeah. you know, Twitter. And that was all my original Twitter That's how I too. spent, you know, I got on Twitter because I think, again, it was, Kelly Ripa was giving away tickets to her show, didn't win the tickets. But then I was like, there is so much information on Twitter that you can derive from the source. Like you just look at these people's Twitter feeds and you could see exactly what's going on. Um, so I jailbroke, yeah, the iPod Touch in, man, I want to say 2007, 2008, something like that. Maybe 
maybe it was 2009 because the iPhone released in 2007 Seven. or 8. Yep. The original iPhone was June 2007. Yeah. Um, but I remember being in high school and seeing people with jailbroken iPod touches and I graduated high school in 2008. Okay. And so what I, I, man, I, I, I wish, I wish we had like a researcher that I could just be like, like Joe Rogan has Jamie. Yeah. Pull what, it up. yeah what, what year did the original iPod touch come out? Whatever it was. Um, now they're just distant memories. You yeah. Know? I definitely remember hacking into the school Wi-Fi. And figuring hacking out, into yeah, hacking, the AKA guessing the teacher's passwords, <laughs> and then just sitting in class with my iPod Touch in my lap, re, like watching the live blogs of Apple events, mid math class. Wait, wait, let me let me get this straight. Young Tyler Gold, in high school, had a jailbroken iPod Touch yep. on your lap, so you can watch the keynotes during high school. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the people that are listening to this, that are watching this live on YouTube for members only. Shout out to the members that uh, are still in high school. Yeah. That uh, I don't know what it's like to be in high school with social media and smartphones and all that stuff. But um, yeah. I mean, we weren't even allowed to text or anything. I know. I got in trouble all the time. My one and only detention at Township was for texting. It was, I had my phone like in my lap, and Dr. Schechter, my like chemistry teacher, I was just like, dude, you're you're literally trolling me right now. Like I I'm like, and I sat in detention. Bullshit. Yeah, classic. Um, but whatever. It's water under the bridge at this point. Classic um, high school experience. So I actually have the original my original yeah. iPod that my parents bought for me. Now we didn't get it retail. We I I mean I've been using eBay for at my entire almost my entire life. So my eBay account is literally from I believe two thousand whatever it was, I think, I think I got this iPod. I want to say it was 2001, but maybe it was a year or two after. I don't really remember. Maybe I can look back at the eBay purchases. I should do that. Um, That'd but be case a great in tweet. point, that would be a great tweet. Like literally the screenshot of when yeah. the order was, because I remember it like came with the box, but it was, it was used. The original iPod was used. And then it came with like a burn CD with iTunes on it. Wow. And then I'll never you couldn't even for- download programs back then. I'll never forget. Uh, I had to go to Best Buy because we had like Windows computers and I thought I bought the wrong. And I'm literally 12, 13 years old. My parents don't know how to do this stuff. And I remember going to Best Buy and I explained to the guy what I needed and I and he they sold me the wrong cable. I remember like I think I was crying because like I was so upset that it didn't work, blah, blah, blah. In the end, I got it working. I have all my songs still on it here. It still works. You I, can actually uh, hear it click. I just wanted to read through some of these uh, – yeah, it's so satisfying. So, so satisfying. The the difference between the original iPod, people like to think that they know the differences. The original, original, original first iPod, the this the scroll wheel, the click wheel physically spins. Like this is this plastic piece physically rotates. Like you can you can like flick it and it it rotates. The second generation iPod had the same click wheel, except it was all capacitive. Then the, I believe it was the third generation. Remember the one with the red buttons at the yes. top where they removed the outside circular yes. buttons and yep. People are like, oh, that was the first iPod. No, it wasn't. Sorry. It and was this not. has a ring of buttons around Correct. the click wheel. Menu, left and right, and then play pause. And then a, a sort of like a, a home button or it's a select It's like button. select, but Because yeah. menu is to go backwards. Yeah. But um, artists, 50 Cent, ACDC, Agent Orange, Aldi Miola, Allison Chains, Apocalyptica, <laughs> Ashley Simpson, Radiohead, Bad Religion, Avenged Sevenfold, Big Timers. Dude, I mean, this is this all is literally like, and it was all from Napster. 
Um, and I just want to go to settings, do about Sam's iPod, 585 songs, capacity, 4.6 gigabytes, version mm. 1.3. I'll just show wow. show the stream here for and a second. And that's got a spinning hard drive in it, too. Dude, when you click play on a song, it goes, and you hear it it's spinning. Insane. It's insane. And I got to hand it to Apple. This little gadget that I'm holding in my hands is 20 years old. And it still works. And it still works. And Casey made a whole viral video. One of Casey's original viral videos on the internet was iPod's Dirty Secret. But I think it was about the third generation. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Just the the literally it's this iPod is two smart thicker than thick. two smartphones. And this one has a case on it too. Yeah, it's insane. Um so yeah, uh I don't know why Apple decided to do it in the middle of May 2022. Maybe they just had this planned for a while. Why do you think they did this? There's been a lot of talk about Apple's product lineup being confusing or not really making sense now. Mm -hmm. The MacBooks were the biggest example of that. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just spring cleaning. No one's buying that. I mean, to your point, what? If you sell 100 iPhones, what do they sell? Maybe one iPod Touch? If that. If dude. that, it's probably closer to 1,000 iPhones for every one they sell. And I just don't think that they were they were having the, the, the value that they wanted from it. It doesn't really make sense. I'm just going to read this real quick. Since it's it's, the, it's called this the, is the press release, by the way, apple.com slash PR. If you ever want at like Apple's news, the, all their press releases, apple.com slash PR. That is a, uh, I think this is an Engadget tip. I used to sit there. Yeah. Dude, I had a page refresher at Engadget to help the team find, uh, I think Thomas Ricker helped me install it. It was like literally force refresh the page every five seconds. So I would watch in a tab when the keynote started to right. see when the stuff would drop on the website. Because they dropped the different uh, press releases for each of the items. Yeah, exactly. So it's called The Music Lives On. iPod Touch will be available while supplies last. Interesting that they don't say cancel, discontinued. Man, look at the choice of words. That's iPod good PR right there. iPod Touch will be available while supplies last. Since its introduction over 20 years ago, iPod has captivated users all over the world who love the ability to take their music with them on the go. Today, the experience of taking one's music library out into the world has been integrated across Apple's product line, from iPhone and Apple Watch to iPad and Mac, along with access to more than 90 million songs and over 30,000 playlists via Apple Music. Music has always been a part of our core at Apple, and bringing it to hundreds of millions of users in the way iPod did impacted more than just the music industry. It also redefined how music is discovered, listened to, and, sh and shared, said Greg Jawswiak, aka Jaws, Apple Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing. Today, the spirit of iPod lives on. We've integrated an incredible music experience across all of our products, from the iPhone to the Apple Watch to HomePod Mini, notice no HomePod, and across Mac, iPad, and Apple TV. And Apple Music delivers industry-leading sound quality with support for spatial audio. They love pushing that. And, yep. there's, and there's no better way to enjoy, discover, and experience music. They use Oxford comma. Love it. Thank God. Among the incredible ways to enjoy music across a range of devices, including a wide variety of models from the new iPhone SE to the latest iPhone 13 Pro Max, iPhone is the best device for streaming Apple Music or storing an entire music library on the go. Apple Watch and AirPods are the perfect companion. Dude, I'm not even going to finish reading this because I got what I needed to get. Dude. They did not say cancel, discontinued, Nothing. wild, wild. I, I, I'm glad that I read that out loud because I was like, what did they actually say? Just available while supply. But I mean, the title is like the music lives on. Yeah. You know? Like poor. Imagine they're like, pour one out for the iPod yeah. motherfuckers. Like, um, 
it's just it's just remarkable what a singular product did for not only apple but an entire industry like creative was a company rio rio chiba i remember mike had the rio chiba at 128 megabytes of storage and i was like dude 30 songs on the go and you could just rotate them out you don't need to burn a cd and that shit was so cool and then like the creative zen and yeah shout out to the zune also um it's just crazy how like this one i mean kudos to i mean i think it was John Rubinstein, Tony Fidel, there's like a, a few of these industrial designers um, and engineers that, you know, built this product way back in the day at Apple. What a simple concept. Let's build an MP3 player with, you know, a, 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 a pretty substantial hard drive back in the den, like back in the day. Back then, I feel like computer hard drives were 10, 20, 30 gigs. And it's like, yo, how, it's it, it's like, it, it's it's basically, I would equate it to like, how iPhones have a terabyte of storage now. That's insane to me that you can walk into an Apple store and get a terabyte of storage. And and rumors are saying that iPhone 14 Pro will allow for two terabytes of storage. It's nuts. Um, but just to just to see um how much I mean they sold hundreds, I believe they sold hundreds of millions of iPods. Don't quote me on that, but they Probably. sold they sold a fuckload of iPods and then they quickly iterated on it right so it's like they had the first gen the second gen the third gen then the color iPod the U2 iPod they made so many variations of this thing the nano the mini the, the shuffle yes yes and yes and it was like it, this is the sort of the thing with the GoPro where like they keep making these GoPros every year but everyone that wants a GoPro probably already bought one but somehow Apple was able to do it in such a way where they iterate it iterate on it just enough where it's like oh it's new it's fresh you need to have this one like iPod color or whatever it was iPod video yeah I remember getting an iPod video and the back the shiny reflective fucking ref- like literal mirror finish I was just like this is gonna get like my the back you of know my- the classic aluminum scratchy it's very scratch it's prone. Aluminum, right? Is this aluminum? Yeah, it's aluminum, it's I think. Aluminum? It's not steel? Definitely not steel. No, not steel. I don't think steel would scratch like that. Whatever it is, it's like notorious for getting crazy it's, scratches it's, and fingerprints. It's on horrible, it. but And you've um, seen that before. And then they they would continually update it. Eventually they get rid of that when they did like the iPod Nanos. Um, yes, they were like the metal. It was finish. this full on oh. metal. It was like a like a sleeve almost. Yes. You just reminded me, Tyler. I had a blue iPod mini. I remember when they made the iPod mini. I lost my mind. Dude, because this thing, you see chonky boy, but still pocketable, very impressive. And then half the thickness, like, you know, same screen size, basically, maybe a little bit bigger. It's just like, man, Apple is the ultimate, ultimate, uh, just sort of marketing, you know, from a design perspective, like the, the, the the choice that they give the I mean nowadays you're right their, their SKUs are just there's so many different SKUs of Apple products but um so I just wanted to bring it back and say like okay oh one we got the original iPod and only six years later we got the original iPhone that to me feels crazy Tyler like we got the original iPhone in 2007 we are coming up this is 15 years of iPhone. Yeah. We have not, and I'll be the one to say it, the iPhone is now this just like tiny, marginal, iterative, like obviously if you if you contrast, juxtapose iPhone 13 Pro Max 
with an iPhone 5, it's comical, sure, of course. But, like, when you juxtapose a regular-ass iPod Generation 1 next to even the original iPhone, it's staggering how... And I'm just like, dude, Apple has got to be working on... They are, I mean, almost factual, Gerben's reported on it, the, the glasses, the headset, whether it's, like, a full immersive virtual reality, like, Oculus-type headset... Or it's like glasses with where you can see and there's clear lenses that a digital objects beam into. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I read there's like so many, there's so many, German has said that they're like, they're building like a non-expensive one and then an expensive one. And then one of them is going to be like a fully Im immersed one. But the pass through is going to be so good that you won't be able to distinguish the screen from reality. I'm just like, dude, this sounds fucking, so I'm just like. How did Apple do iPod 01, iPhone 2007, and it's just like, iPad's impressive, don't get me wrong. Watch, it's good. It's it's a great product. I'm wearing a Series 7 right now, but like, where is this like, holy shit, this is like a paradigm shift. Which brings me to the next topic of discussion on this podcast. Boy, oh, if, if, if there's anything you wanted to add to the iPod discussion. I, I have so much to say, but tell it's me. all in service of segueing to the next. No, thing, no, no. Tell is, me. Tell me. Tell me. So, I, I've just been rambling. No, you're good. We just read that press release and they were like, the iPhone is the best way to listen to music. And then the Apple Watch and the AirPods are the best companion devices. Dude, they're the, so, the wizards. Right. So then my guess now is if you're Apple, the iPhone is so dominant Right, and the AirPods alone, it's other which is the accessory to the, to the iPhone, are essentially larger than most of the most successful businesses in the entire world. Yeah, on there's their like own, something right? that's like iPod or um, excuse me, AirPods standalone revenue would be like a, a top a Fortune 500 company or something. More crazy than, it's like, like fifty that. or something crazy like that. It's, they bring in they bring huge. in hundreds of millions, from, billions from, for sure, billions, definitely te like te like several billion dollars. For wow, sure. wow, yeah, yeah. and the. The companion thing makes me intrigued because that's why I imagine they'll do the glasses and they'll probably do it where there's like a consumer version and then like a professional or work version. Mm. And that's how they can, cause like the consumer version, you could ah. get the early adopters, you and me, and then the pro version or work version is for companies to expense the thing. And I think that, thank you. I think that one other thing that's perhaps really interesting about this is the timing of this all. So iPod gets discontinued, but for the last couple of weeks, Tony Fidel, who's famously known as the inventor of the iPod, has been doing a huge press tour for his new book, which is literally sharing it's called all the backstory. I, I want to yeah. buy it and read it. I'm, yeah. still, I'm reading Ken Kashenda's book. Um, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second, but continue. Yeah, yeah Tony Fidel. Yeah, what is the timing? So Dude, he's the he father of the iPod, known, right? And, and there's he all these the great interviews, the and he's talking about it and how he was literally a contractor at Apple in, in I think it was June, and then... The iPod released. Wait, how do you know this? From podcasts he's done. He's done interviews and stuff. Okay. He's been all over the place. Okay. He's done like a handful. Like he's of, on a press blitz yes, right now. Like four or five of all the tech guys. And I think he was on Tim Ferriss. I know he wow. did a Stratechery one. He did with he Joanna did a couple also. Other, yeah, Joanna on Wall Street Journal. And um, he's done a bunch of different podcast interviews. And he was talking about how he was a contractor. And then June gets hired at Apple full time. September the fucking thing releases. Crazy fast timeline. Whoa. And it could have been the Whoa. iPhone that this happened with, but the point stands okay. that, like, this guy came in, had all the experience. I think it was the iPod. He had all the experience doing products at other companies. He had made a bunch of, like, handheld small devices. And I this guy's book. just wow. went in and ripped it. Wow. And I find it to be very interesting that the timing of this 
was aligned that his book dropped and, and then, then the, iPod the iPod gets, gets canceled at the same time. Like that's the best fucking PR you could and ever get. And Nest, the company that he went on to found to, go, to co-found afterwards after, yeah. which is the if you know this the smart thermostat is what it started Owned as by Alphabet now. And now, yup, Google, all their products are like I have one on my desk. The Google Home is not called the Google Home anymore. It yeah. literally says it on it, Nest Mini. So Google just bought this company. It's crazy that he had a literal defining career at Apple, right? Helped bring the iPod to life and then goes, peace out. I'm going to build a brand new hardware company. And then, yup, exited with Google. And, and now he made he's, a fucking thermostat too, which uh, yeah, is hilarious. Yep. And now he's probably just swimming in multiple pools of money. Yes. I mean, it's his yes. salary at Apple was probably insane. And I, I, don't, I, I think the Nest purchase was probably over a billion. Something that's interesting about this too, I'm just realizing is yep. this Nest Mini speaker. Yep. Is it's like Google Nest Mini, yep. and it's essentially as if Nest were the HomePod. It's the name of the product, Correct. no longer the name of the brand Correct. or the company. Correct. Which is interesting, and I wonder Correct. if he gets any kickback for I that. Would, uh, I don't know what the deal looked like, but I just know yeah. that he is. Uh, He's probably chilling. I mean, I feel like when these people write these books, and I don't know if this is correct, but I feel like like you have such an amazing career, and then you just like sort of put your feet up on the desk, and you're like, all right, I think it's time to write a book. Yeah. You know, like I think of David Goggins. I think of uh, Tony Fidel now. I think of um, Ken Kashenda. Um, you know, the, these people that have done incredible things. Uh, they've created incredible products. And then they're just like, let's, I'm going to tell the story, you know, like Goggins yeah. overcame the most insane shit ever. Um, just, I will forever uh, shout out David Goggins book. Um, I don't know him personally. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to have, interview him, uh, work out with him. But David Goggins book called Can't Hurt Me. Um, if you've never heard of David Goggins, go watch him on Rogan. There's two of them. Um, and if you want a book to uh, really give you some perspective and inspire the fuck out of you, read that book. It, it changed my life straight up. And I don't say that about very many things at all. Um, I he's mean, super I, intense. That guy. It, he's ex yes. And he's not for everyone. Some people really are turned yeah. off. It's the same. It, it's sort of in a similar way that people are turned off by Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, exactly. You and know? Elon even too. We were just talking and about Elon also last yeah. week. We talked yeah. about like the yeah. billionaire feeling towards billionaires of just discomfort. Yeah. And yeah, I so, think it actually is the intensity that people feel intensity. uncomfortable from. Well, I don't know that Elon's intense, but I hear he ya. is though in his own way. I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, changing gears. Um, so, with regards to like what's next in in the tech world, the tech something world. that I'm looking forward to, um, and I'm going to do my best to sort of describe and explain. I, I've been uh, I'm 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 writing this video. I'm I'm planning on making it soon, um, like this week. But okay. So let's uh, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Um, original iPhone, um, and I'm again I'm in the middle of reading Ken Kashenda's book, who I learned um, in a crazy series of events um, helped build Safari on the Mac, and they talk about how they picked a name for it. Hmm. It was like Navigator, right? Like Netscape Navigator Internet Explorer. 
right? And then Safari. I think Safari is the best, best name, name by no far. Comparison. Um, I don't want to spoil the book, but the way that that got made, and you have to think about how pr- like sort of primitive back then computer programming was in, in comparison to how it was now in mid nineties. Um, and the detail that Ken's able to recall again, I don't want to spoil the book, but um, I'm sort of up to the part now. I'm 150 something pages in where um, like I'm literally just reading and all I see is code name like Project Purple, which is the original iPhone and the hardware prototype they called Wallaby. And the detail and just things that I'm reading make make me so giddy. And I'm just like, man, to be a fly in that in like they call them like hallways. And there's just the detail again. The detail that is in that book is if you have any interest in Apple whatsoever, I cannot recommend Ken's book enough. And I'm not even fucking finished with it. Anyway, he uh, made the keyboard correct. So that's what I was gonna say. Yep. So Ken Kashenda. Uh, they're talking about so in the book. I'm just gonna spoil a little bit, whatever. I mean, it's it's all history now. But in the book, um, they uh, Ken got sort of roped into this uh, purple project, and there was a point where they paused all development in the software department to fix the keyboard because the keyboard was dog shit. It didn't work. And I believe it was Scott Forstall was like the guy that everyone was showing their prototypes to, and then he was the mouthpiece for Steve. So. They, there was like this, you know, sort of demo day where everyone that built a demo had to like program it onto that wallaby. And he did the last demo. And Ken, because of the way Ken's worked, he basically created a way. You remember T9 keyboards, Tyler? Where it was like, if you want to type Y, it's like 439, right? And the, the dictionary, it just knew, right? It was like, what other three character combinations? So Ken basically got an entire dictionary and then was able to somehow tie that together with that keyboard. Read the book. It's fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to stop there and not spoil the rest for you, but uh, it turns out that Ken's design won and that dude single handedly, single fucking handedly. He had, you know, he, he had people prototype it and help him, but like, he was the one that was like, I'm going to take this approach to doing it. And just, wow, so cool. So inspiring. And it's funny, Ken follows me on Twitter and I've publicly complained about the iPhone software keyboard and I am still not a fan of it. I I will forever, the hill I will die on is hardware keyboards on smartphones. Like there's a reason why Tyler desktop keyboards are not glass, right? The touch bar. Got killed from Apple. I agree. Right? I agree. I'll say this. The iPhone keyboard autocorrect changed. Dude. In the last few years. It did. And, and something I happened. I know why. My guess is this. They're using anonymized information that everyone with an iPhone is typing in. Absolutely And I will correct. have it autocorrect me words. And I'm that like, I don't ne- say that correct. shit. It'll automatically capitalize the whole word of a yes. made up thing. It's like Thargan. But it and can't like, get what TikTok is... for me. It doesn't know TikTok. It's Correct. Tim Tom. Or, whatever or the fuck. YouTube is your rube. It's Dude, absurd. It is and definitely... I type in those words. I Dude. work in social media. I type in YouTube, TikTok, Twitter a hundred times yep. a day. Yep. And it still doesn't I know. I think they're definitely. It used to learn my friends' names. I have friends. You know, yep. if you have a friend with like a, you know, an, like a, a name that's not like yep. a normal American name. Yep. It would learn how you spell their names. Yep. And um, now it, it, 
does stuff. I'm like, what are it's, you doing? And I have this bizarre problem only on the 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 12 problem. and 13 yeah. with the boxy designs yeah. where when I'm typing, maybe my palm it's probably rubs palm. around a little bit, but it never happened on the rounded edge phones hmm. where it will literally tap the numbers button and then I'm typing and then it'll suddenly just be like three, four, seven, uh, five, nine, two. That happens Horrifying. to me too. Horrifying. That happens to me too. And the worst is when you're in the Safari uh, browser field and you want to type space, but you type dot. Ugh. instead that happens to me all the time look um i i you know grew up with phones not smartphones regular phones that had quir- or uh like the t9 you know yeah. one through it was one through nine a star a zero and a pound i believe is the layout it's just like and, when you go to dial a number now uh, right exactly right and i'm still surprised that that keyboard never took off we never got uh a, a, a dial, you know, the, the numpad. Why isn't there that? Wasn't there one? I, I had messing dude, around with that back in the I day. had, dude. Adam Bell, who... Yeah, uh, with those what, emoji keyboards yes, and all that other yes, stuff. Yes, yes, So I, if, if anyone knows Adam Bell, I'm not really sure what he... He might work at Apple now. I'm not really... Maybe he works at Netflix or something. Um, Adam Bell Did we is, see him at the Verge no, party? No, we, saw, we saw Riley Testa, yeah. who did the, the, GBA the uh, Game Boy. Yep. Um, pretty sure he did. He helped on a jailbreak too, but, um, there's just all there. There's so many cool, like developer kids. And when I say kids, like in their early twenties, just dudes um, yeah. that, that are just enthusiasts. I, I basically, you know, pitched, uh, Mr. Bell on like, why doesn't this keyboard exist? And he like built a prototype, but in any event, all this is to say is that, um, there is a company called humane. They are building something. I have an idea of what that something is, but um, we don't know anything to be clear. I mean, I have been doing pretty extensive research. Um, I will say that my friend George works there. George Kennenberg works there. Hi, George. You probably won't hear this. Maybe if you do. Hello. Um, George hasn't told me anything. I don't know what they're building, but I have gone through the patents and one of the uh, channel members, Griffin Van Horn, who makes the subway train trackers, um, which I have on my desk. Oh, if this you've is seen fire. The I think Griffin was here before, too. Yeah. Uh, Griffin's a great dude. Griffin and I were going back and forth. Um, just He was helping me do research, and he, um, I believe, is some sort of engineer, and he has a pretty good understanding. He ga- he literally wrote me like a, a paragraph of, like he's like, here's what I think Humane is building. And it helped me understand what they're building based off the patent also correct yes they only have i believe four public patents which is not many not many at all because there's probably hundreds for the iphone and yes hundreds if not thousands tyler um so so i my brain i should have structured this better describe what the patent is is covering so so i mean there's so many things to talk about with humane i think it's important to basically sort of tee it up where you know the 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 people that are building who humane, they are yeah who they are that's how i'm sort of structuring the video but so ken kashenda who i mentioned before works at humane he built the iphone keyboard he built or he helped build shipped safari um so this company humane was started by bethany bongiorno and imran chaudhry a husband and wife power couple who met at apple i believe when bethany um, she had she joined Apple in 2008. Imran joined in like 95 or 97 as an intern. Wow. And then there was like a team that he joined, but then like Jobs fired everyone on that team and he was there by himself. So he just started emailing Steve and just like ideas and he just became this incredible 
designer, inventor. This guy, Tyler, helped pioneer multi-touch. Wow. His name is on the patent for slide to unlock. Those are probably the biggest revolutionary user interface changes. And if you really think back, I like to watch the original iPhone keynote. I probably do it once a year religiously. And it still blows my mind how when Steve's like, look, here's how you scroll. That's what made people lose their minds. Dude. It wasn't the internet communication device. It was you could scroll. It, the internet thing didn't even really yep. click for yep. people. Yep. We it was, freaked it out. Was, it, was the, it was the literal interface. It was yes. like how, how do your digits interact with an all-glass display where the elements on the screen are completely dynamic. Nothing's fixed. It's except so for the home button. So and and it's interesting because now we're so far from that, dude. It's the iPod Touch. Really, you know, it was interesting. I never saw a Face ID version. True. Because yeah, that was like one of the, the last. I think the, the, the yeah this iPhone. And now there's like the SE or whatever. Yeah, the is SE is which was the iPhone eight body. Um, but so Imran, um, and Bethany co-founded Humane in 2000 i believe it was 17 or 18 but they both publicly didn't tweet about it i dug through their twitter i scrolled back on their on both of their twitters and the first time they tweeted about humane publicly was on the same day i believe it was october of 2018 now i can't emphasize enough how much of a boss imran is and how much of a boss bethany is she led she basically helped was like one of the head top people that helped launch the iPad in, tar in, in charge of, from what I understand, like the software teams, the marketing, the hardware, like to get the iPad out of the door, she was like in charge. And her husband, uh, if you go to ImranChaudhry.com, his website is a grid of 1,000 randomly selected US patents. This dude was on the original iPhone hardware team. The original iPhone hardware team was six people that were working on because they, it was so, so lean. Like, obviously, there was, like, ancillary people helping, but, like, the core six people that brought that device to life, Imran. He is, like, a patented inventor on the iPhone because the, the iPhone's not just one patent. Right. Um, I was scrolling through his Twitter, and someone was, like, they, there was, like, a patent for the uh, iPhone interface, and he was, like, really proud of this one. It's, like, the most recognizable interface the world has ever seen. Probably, It's, like, yeah. arguably as, as, as iconic as the Windows landscape, you know, or the Windows, you know. The grass. The, the, the rolling, grass, exactly. Yeah. The, yep, the rolling Hill, field, yeah, whatever, whatever it was. Um, anyway, so Imran and Bethany uh, left Apple to start a company. Okay, you're like, cool, Sam. Big fucking deal. What are they doing What's going on? Why Why are you hyped on this? If there was ever a, a, a company, because right, companies are people. It's Correct. not It's not just like this, this nebulous, like, you know, uh, uh, people with like hoods on. And it, like when you, th when you mentioned hackers in a dark room, you know, yeah. like, like companies are human beings that are making decisions. Yes. That's, that's it. Um, I feel like Steve's job said that he was like, companies are human. Someone said that maybe it was Elon said that. I don't know. But going it's easy to forget though, that, and you exactly. just blame you like that when you, company. When that you think corporation. of like, oh, oh, like yeah, whatever X company is evil or X company is whatever. It's like there's human beings that are making decisions all the way to the top of the chain. So, two Apple employees who are both equally in their own right fucking badass leave Apple to build a new company. Now, 
I've seen some interviews with them. They have a very good understanding of the smartphone addiction and how we are enslaved to these devices. Where yes. addicted, yeah, addicted. No, way. Imran. Imran used the word enslaved. Really, and and I totally agree because the iPhone was sort of invented to be this um, sort of like extension, right? But now it just feels like we're all just staring at these screens. We all feel shitty. We're all addicted to the phones, and like it doesn't feel like it's getting better Tyler it feels like it's no. all just getting worse no. and the addiction's getting worse and we're just still sucked into TikTok and Instagram and like you can blame social media you can blame whatever but like they're aware of the impact that these devices have and had on billions it's no longer an extension it's become like now reality quote unquote being in physical rooms together yep. feels like an extension of the internet correct not the other way around correct. internet has now become the main thing especially because, for younger people because because exactly right so it was like the they brought the sort of information age to our pockets this is i'm just quoting them uh, yeah. this is like i've i've read so much and i've consumed so much that I, I don't even know if i'm saying this or it's something they said but i'm pretty sure imran had said was like it was first the information age where you know, it was the internet, desktop, then mobile computing, the the information in our pockets, right? Great, we did it. A billion iOS devices are in circulation. Uh, you know, sort of, quote unquote, everyone has a smartphone now. Humane is working on bringing the intelligence age to the masses, to the I people. I love it. So machine learning, augmented, no, excuse me. It's, he said it, AI, artificial intelligence, ML, machine learning, and then CV, computer vision. Yeah. Which is recognizing what you're seeing, basically. Correct. In in one of these interviews, again, AI, ML, and then CV. Computer vision. Computer vision, which are three sort of, I guess you can call them pillars or paradigms of what I think Humane's entire ecosystem is going to be based off of. So um, I will talk about in a second what I, I believe Humane is building. But So Imran and Bethany um, started this company. They had one funding round of $30 million from two people. Sam Altman, who is, I believe, the president of Y Combinator. Yes, founder, I think. And then Lockie Groom, who I believe was one of Stripe's first employees. Now, there is a tweet from Lockie that says this. It was a quote tweet from Humane. It was like the news about their Series A, right? So he's going to quote tweet news about him investing. Sure. Mm-hmm. The quote tweet was, this is one of the coolest product demos I have ever seen. Fascinating. In 2020 is when that was. And that's already two years ago. Yep. And they're still in stealth, this company. Dude, they have not They have not released anything. Or said us. Anything tangible. It's all just like very ethereal. It's all very, very mysterious hype, by yeah. design. And their website is this very moody website. Their, that their website's cool. It's like yeah. the moon and then the ocean. It's like all this nature it's kind of stuff. super spacey. Super spacey. So I'm like, okay. Okay. So and now the logo, we have, also the logo is, is a hat. It's like a- like It's a, a crescent moon. Yeah. Almost a full moon. It looks like yeah. an eye. It could be well, a moon. It could be an eye or it could be a camera. And when we were talking about this last time, I said it actually looks, actually very much reminds me of like a minimal Apple logo. Yep. Where there's no like little fruit you know stem what? on the top. Correct. But it has a bite taken Correct. out of it almost. It's definitely a moon though at the same time. It, oh, you're so right because the early Spectacles cameras a, had the circular lens for the- actual glasses but then the camera lens had a circle that would go through it. i guess it's not the way no, that we're thinking not. about it i thought it was um, 
It's here. It's here. It's right here. It's the little flag. Oh, it's, it's like a little wink or a glimmer almost, in the eye, essentially. It's almost identical yeah. to the original Spectacles logo. I think they don't use that logo anymore, but the little flag on the Gen 1 case and the Gen 2 case literally looks almost identical to the Humane logo. So, all right, so you're like, cool, Sam. Cool. I still don't give a shit. You've told me nothing. Okay, fine. So these these this power couple from Apple leaves. They start this company. And they, they promise the best human experience ever. They say, we are redefining the interaction between humans and computing, you know, something like that. And then they get $30 million from, uh, from a Series A from the co-founder of or president of Y Combinator and Lockheed Groom. And I'm like, okay, that's at least interesting to me. Now, here's, here's why I think Humane is uniquely positioned to actually fucking do this Tyler is because they went from the two people like Imran and Bethany who are former Apple employees they have hired 50 former Apple employees their roster now is 150 people it's a big. third of their employees are from Apple it's not just like oh this person that worked in a retail store nothing against people that worked in retail stores this is like this guy, Patrick Gates, who spent, you know, 13 years at Apple doing something. This other per dude. They're I, not just like, I worked not, at Apple for a year. They are, they are not executives, but they are like very important. Again, companies are people. Yes. People that are responsible for shipping iCloud, for for building the, the you know, infrastructure and back end to, to, you know, for you name it. These people that worked on it, uh, a, a handful of them work at Humane now. I have, a, I have a spreadsheet that I made in doing research for this video. Uh, I think it's up to – it's almost up to date. I actually need to continue filling it in. My count was when I had 48 former Apple employees equaled 356 combined years of experience at Apple. It's wild. And Apple has – maybe this is just for us. I think that this applies to a larger group of people too. This – feeling where working at Apple, especially for a long time on these high profile products, is like getting an MBA or a doctorate or some kind of advanced degree. Working at Google is the same way. It's any of if the you tech do companies. these high level roles yep. at these big tech conglomerates yep. and then you go do something else, it's as if you graduated from the Ivy League school top of your class and you have this like carte blanche blank check to go and do, effectively go do whatever you want because you have this background. So I'll just – this this woman, Mary Riley, who is now software program manager at Humane. Not cheap in place either. Spent six years at Apple, uh, design director for pro applications, engineering project manager for productivity applications. I'm not going to sit here and read six all these. Years? But yeah. Yeah. And then went to Nest. And then, and then, yes. And then went to Nest and then worked at Royal Caribbean. Then I guess started this company, but now is at Humane. Got out of Royal Caribbean now right look. during the pandemic. Now out look. Of there. <laughs> now look. Okay. So you're like, oh shit. Okay. Maybe Sam, you are onto something, you know, maybe, maybe they are actually building something cool because Tyler, what the fuck are they building that they're able to poach 50 Former Apple employees. Because those you people know, can go do whatever they dude, want. Dude, you know those employees are not cheap. Yes, right? correct. And so Humane recently uh, in September, I guess not so recently anymore because it's already fucking May, Humane raised $100 million in a Series B. Okay. So they went from raising 30 
to raising a hundred. So now their valuation's over a billion, and they have nothing to show. Now look. Do you know how much time there was between those two uh, rounds? Uh, I believe like a year and change. Now, Tyler, I know there's people listening to this that are like, Magic Leap, Magic Leap. Yeah. And you'd be damn fucking right, Magic Leap, Magic Leap. Because I'm the sucker that fucking bought one for $2,300 after they raised $2.3 billion. Now, look, I bought into the hype. I'm, I'm a sucker for gadgets. That's what I, we do. I love being an early adopter. I don't care that I spent the money on it. I don't care that I've used it 15 times and it sits up on a shelf. It's a cool gadget. The company now uh, pivoted to, as some of these uh, companies do, they just pivot to enterprise like Google Glass did. Yeah. And, and you never hear from them again. It's like yeah. like people in a warehouse in Wyoming that are doing, you know, construction work, or some manufacturing weird, yeah. or some whatever using Glad. Cool. But like as a consumer product, doesn't exist. So you'd be right to be a skeptic. But here's what I'll say. Here's where I'd say, hear me out. This is where this is different from Magic Leap. Humane is different from Magic Leap. It's, it's literally the talent, Tyler. Yeah. You cannot argue with the talent that Humane has. Imran, like he, he himself, his wife, all of these Apple employees who are just flocking over to Humane. It's like, dude, they've got to be building something absolutely incredible to to for ha to have such like you're it, it's not like the 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 Scott Forstalls or the Craig Federighi's those are like the super high you're profile. You're also not going to hire those people because they're going to want to lead the company and yes. it'll be not yes. necessarily conflicting but it's like too many chefs in correct, the kitchen kind correct. of. And those people probably have insane salaries at Apple and yeah. they're you know they're like they're still very forward facing but like you know I didn't really and I'm a huge Apple nerd. Like I didn't really know um, you know, some of these names before I was doing research, but like, just because I've never heard of them doesn't mean that they're not fucking badass, you know, 10 plus year Apple veterans. And so that's, that's sort of my thesis in the video. And I know I still haven't described what they do, but, um, or what I think they're doing or what they're trying to build. But I just think my, my sort of thesis is like, you cannot argue with this team. If there was ever a, an all-star team of, of human beings to build a company, like, uh, you know, Roni Abovitz worked, I think he had some, like, biomedical tech company that he sold for, like, a, a billion dollars or something, and then he hired incredible talent to build Magic Leap. And look, the device is cool. It has its setbacks. It, it, the tether experience is not great. The field of view is not great. The application ecosystem is 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 not very vast. Um, and so ultimately the product flopped. I think I read an uh, information report, the information, um, that was like they originally had a forecast of selling in the millions. Then they had to cut it to like 100,000. I think they ultimately sold like 6,000. It's bad. It's bad. And I mean bad. the product – if you You've used tried it, it right? I have, yeah. and it was immediately like, cool, I'm never going to use it again. And I think that it's a lot easier to trick a venture capitalist or prospective investor because they don't have the information that a hire who will actually I mean, employ, look at Theranos. Who will come and work. Yeah. I mean, Theranos is a whole, sep the whole separate case of this. But you would just trick, this, but, a trick a VC, right? Yeah, We've seen seriously. that happen before. I guess the point that I'm making is that like the fact that all of these Apple employees are moving over to Humane you don't says just trick Apple. That, and, yes. And those people are yes. also going to see the product. Yes. And for them to go and work at that when they have, like yes. I said, carte blanche, they could go do 
any yep. fucking Ask, job. If you spend 10 years at Apple be, being a software engineer. You're good. You can, go, you can go fuck off to the beach for all you want. Yeah, I'm I was sure. just going to say you could go retire like, if you like, want those to. Those guys also could go and call up any job Correct. effectively and be like, I Tesla, did Microsoft, this. Yes. Google, Facebook, Amazon, yes. any of them. Yes, and come in and be the badass. And but, if you work at like a media company and there's like some engineers I mean, like, I'm an ex-Apple. You're, you're like, oh, who Correct. is this fucking guy? And we even had some of that too at Verge, you know, where you're like, yeah. like going to Mashable. It was like, oh, you're Sam from The Verge. Like, oh, you're Tyler. You worked at The Verge. Like, that is yes. a very real thing in this industry. Yes. Not just for like journalism and media, but for like these, these you know, fangs, so to speak. Facebook, Apple, Alphabet, Fang. Google. What does Fang stand for? Well, so Fang was Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Netflix, Google, Google. and then it got updated because, <laughs> and then it got updated because Google changed to Alphabet. So yep. then it became. The fam, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, they wow. dumped Netflix out. They dumped Netflix out. And then wow. now, so Netflix is out anyway for obvious reasons, but now it's the mam, Meta, Apple, <laughs> Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft. Stick it to the mam. Yeah. Um, so, so, damn, I fucking love doing this, you This This podcast, <laughs> just, I, I just love talking about too, tech. Yeah. Like, it's so fun. I'm having fun too. Um, but so the fact that those guys, yes, those like, fam, ma'am, fang, whatever you want to call them, those engineers especially. Are choosing to go to a company that has nothing to show, that is making these no public wild, products. nebulous, like super spacey claims. Like read the website. Uh, it literally okay, says okay, something. It's like, yeah. it's like, we're going to change the way that you interact with people and all this like very airy right. kind of floaty you stuff. You go to the Humane website. I, I implore you to do this. And by the way, it's not humane.com. It's not humane.io. Nice try. It's hu.ma. <laughs> Bless you. It's hu.ma.ne. And I'm a, I'm a, you know me, you I'm love a sucker these for domains. one of these domains. My personal website is tyler.gold. So I love all of these weird domains. I think .com is, is lame. Hu.may.ne. Um, yeah, Humane. so we you come to the website and it's a picture of a hand, and this hand is holding sand or dust or, or some glass. kind of sparkly. It looks like glass, and there's wind blowing this dust, this this like Tinkerbell fairy dust out of the hand, and then there's just three words: building, building the, the beyond. Beyond, like that is wildly. Yeah. Bo- I mean, I fucking love it. And then you and- refresh, and now it's it's actually an amazing Dude, video so of clean. just a top down. Waves crashing on the sand, and I'll refresh beach. again, and it's the same. Hold on, there's I think one more, and the one more was like a moon or something. Last we were looking at it, yeah. Oh yeah, there it's it is. Over. It's just like a, a a spacecraft that's like circling the moon. Oh well, whoa, this, this one. one too. There's a star field. This one's like Star Wars flying through like hyperspeed. It's going just like space. it's just like man. The old the old Windows screensaver. Yes, used to wow, be just like yes. This. Like like obviously skeptics and doubters are gonna be are like Sam. You are insane to believe that Humane is gonna be able to change the world or blah blah blah. And their website's ridiculous. And like you know, I, I understand the thought process. I understand why you would think that. And I'll just read their mission. Our mission. We believe in building innovative technology that feels familiar, natural, and human. Technology that improves the human experience and is born from good intentions. Products that put us back in touch with ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Experiences experiences that are built on trust with interactions that feel magical and bring joy. Humane is the next shift between humans and computing. The best human experience ever. Sounds cool, but I have to say, like, what the fuck does any of that actually mean? Nothing to me. I don't know. Again, when when I when I sort of ping pong this back 
if we're having a, a, a debate here. Sure. I'm playing I, devil's advocate here for sure. Yeah, I'm course. also very excited for this. I'm, but. I'm just like, but dude, the team. Yes. And the then team. can we talk about the patents and, st- and that kind of stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what are they actually fucking building? Yes. Cause I, I, I'm very much, especially lately I've been on like a very like materialistic, let's get into like the real grounded okay. tangible stuff. Okay. Right. And patents are the ultimate okay. manifestation of that. So they have four patents. Wearable multimedia device and cloud computing platform with application ecosystem, I believe is the first one, the full title, with application platform ecosystem. Yep. And so the this was submitted one, when? When was that one submitted? In 2017? Yes. Submitted 5 10 2017. And it's still Hold on. Pending. That's the Canadian patent. Oh. Uh, yep. 5 10 2017. Yes. And now it's active. And in now, granted yes. Granted in 2021. Yep. Application granted um, last. So they probably... Uh, started then talking to investors after yes, the patent. Because when got the patent granted. gets approved, that's like that's like okay, you guys are for real. You did it. Congratulations. Yep. yep. And okay. patent, patents are a painstaking process because you have to describe every and then also detail you ha- of how and it you, works. You have to submit it in other countries. And and the motherfuckers in the patent office, dude. Oh, I can't even imagine. Are the biggest it's, sticklers? It, they make lawyers look like like fucking like fraternity brothers, like. Like lawyers relative to patent people don't give a fuck about anything. Wow. The patent guys are literally like line nine hundred and thirty three. You made a mistake. We have wow. to be very particular about this. Wow, kind of, it's absurd. And and by no means am I qualified. Neil I Patel, if you're listening to this, call me because um, he's an actual patent attorney. Yeah. Um, or he, I guess, he was, was in a I mean, past I feel life. like you still hold on to that. He yes, you know? he he is a nerd with dissecting this yeah. kind of shit. But okay, so patent number one. Wearable wearable multimedia device and cloud computing platform with application ecosystem. Okay, that's number one. Number two, uh, wearable multimedia device and cloud computing platform with laser projection system. Spicy. Okay, patent number three, portable battery pack for wirelessly charging body-worn devices through clothing. Insane. Okay, now this last one, wild. System and apparatus for fertility and hormonal cycle awareness. Bethany Bongiorno, Imran Chaudhry submitted 2017, still fucking pending. So one of Tyler, these is clearly not like the are, others. Well, so here's what I'll say, dude. Okay, let me read. Let me you you say something really quickly while I pull up uh, Griffin's email. Yeah, so we were looking at these patents, and there's this, like, drawing, as all good patents <laughs> yeah. do. And I'm obsessed with the drawings because reading those things, the the language, like I said, is just overly verbose, hard to read intentionally. I think it's just too specific. But in it, they basically described this, this glasses system that would effectively, like, it's like the ultimate manifestation of the captures, right? You do a capture, it's like... Which of these images are stairs? Oh, Which yes, of these yes, is a bus? Yes. You're talking about the, the and, patent image, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. it literally would like imagine I'm looking at you. Yep. Or like, and it's doing object recognition. It's like there's Sam. That's a man. He's wearing a hat. He has a beard. He's wearing Nike sneakers. He's wearing joggers, not jeans. Shirt has paisley design on it. Correct. Colors: orange, blue. Yes. Beige. Technology: bead necklace. Wearing hence, two watch. You know what I mean? It says the, all these things. Hence, AI, ML, and yep. CV. Which is all those things rolled into one, Correct. right? Correct. And so last week, this is really interesting, and this is basically what this whole humane thing is supposedly going. And the fertility, human, like yep. hormonal stuff is yep. only even furthering that to me. I didn't know about that one. 
I, so someone asked us, he replied, he was like outside after that was the word of last week's yes. uh, podcast. And he was like, do you guys think that VR, AR phones, what's going to be the next tech device paradigm? And I said, I'm going to save it as a surprise. Mm. I think that it's going to be some kind of second brain informational system, some yep. kind of way to enhance your memory, yep. understand what's going on because now we're just consuming so much information. It's literally impossible to remember everything we've seen. I have this day one app that I use now for probably How a many, decade 500 days in a row i'm on i think i'm on 800 plus days in a row that you've entered information into a single app yes you haven't missed a day no i've missed a day and then i'll like go back the next day and i'm like i took a photo that day add the photo okay write that's fine photo. so i've missed a couple of days here and there but i haven't gone more than like two days in a row without writing something and i always go back and it's write something real day one and i'll spend like significant amounts of time going back and being like today i recorded the podcast with sam we talked about this we talked about Sick. that and then when when Elon buys Twitter and it goes through in a few months, presumably, <laughs> I can go back and search Elon Twitter, and it has all of my thoughts. It's like a like a text conversation or a private Twitter that only yourself. I have access to. Whoa! And I think that this so this is like a very like almost primitive version yep. of this. Yep. And it's still already incredibly useful to me. Yep. So now there's these guys. Tiago Forte mm -hmm. is a big one. He has this thing called Building a Second Brain. It's like a course. And he, do you remember Thomas Houston at Verge had his yeah. Evernote system? Yes. And he did, this is one of the, my favorite articles, videos of all time. You got to go check it out. It's called Verge at Work. And Thomas Houston talks about his second brain thing and how he uses, at the time he used, this was like 2012, he used Evernote. Evernote, And yeah. he came up with this amazing thing where he would categorize all the different links and everything that he read. Thomas was like one of the most like organized and just like well-known and well-traveled on the internet people I've ever met. And he had this plugin where he, if he Googled Kanye West, there was a plugin that would look for his Evernote search results in his Evernote journal and then display everything he'd ever written about Kanye West alongside Google. So you search for Sam Sheffer, it shows all the Sam public stuff, but then it would also his private notes. So he had this public knowledge and then my personal knowledge. And I think mm. that this humane thing is mm. so far the most promising or the most potential for a kind of second, second brain, brain type of thing. I like that. Like I'm going to use that in the video. So Tiago literally wrote brain. a book about it and has like made a course and he like sells this course for like a thousand dollars for the course or whatever. He makes a ton of money doing it. He has a whole team and he teaches people how to do this. And now there's like disciples of this thing that are going on and doing it as like a writing method. Um, and that guy, David Perel, who I've talked yep. about, was one of Tiago's students and now they're business partners. Whoa, and that is this guy has developed cut. this whole like disciple thing, kind of like what happened with Casey, where <laughs> Casey has like all of his fans yes. and then has his people who he's like, these are my homies. I'm going to give you guys shout outs. And then it goes from there. Same kind of little network effect happens. Whoa. Right. And Whoa. the second brain thing has become this tool where you're always like for writers, you're always writing down notes. I'm constantly collecting little bits of information. And then that way, when I'm ready to write, there's never a writer's block because you have this full repertoire of information that you could, whatever you want to talk about, you have your thoughts. And I think that this is going to be an even better version of that. Well, constantly collecting information. I, I just think of like where, where my brain goes and it, that you, that's a, you raise fantastic points. My brain in a similar way, not, not necessarily the writing stuff down, but hopefully we'll be able to do that for you too. But I just think of how much, we take pictures, yeah. how much video we record, right? How much we basically capture. I just hit max iPhone storage actually, and it was all photos and then like 20 gigs of podcasts, but photos. And I had to go in and set the thing to delete them all. 
I have so, 128 gigs, not not the most. But wait, you only have 128 gigs? I got gigs? small in this time. Wow. Yeah. I got small. And you filled it up. I filled it all. Not up even after a year. Yeah, barely. Yeah. Six months, barely. So I, I think I, I mean I I hope um, that Humane is maybe working on just some way to capture memories that you're able to recall memories like. Like, yeah, you can go in and search for pictures of dog, you know, like if you type in dog. You can do that on the Photos app now, too. Yeah, correct. And you can type in, like, you know, places. You can type in, like, car, whatever. Like stuff would be, like, Friday nights or it'll be, like, beach trips. Sure. Or time with friends. It does it it to a degree. It's Apple we're talking about here, of course. But so that's one thing that I sort of humane maybe helps figure out or or just, like, because, like, how much concert footage do we all record that we never fucking never look at? watch? Like, yeah. But like, how does it show it to us? Will it even show that. it to us? So this is coming back now to, and Houston referenced this as his inspiration for his Evernote system. Mm-hmm. And Tiago and all these guys talk about this foundational text is an essay written in the Atlantic right after world war two ended by Vannevar Vannevar Bush. He was the head of the national Institute for science. I, I could be, messing up the name sure. but it was like during world war ii this guy went to the president and he had a one sheet piece of paper and he was like mr president i think that right now during the war there's all these things happening with science radar all kinds of new weaponry planes nuclear bomb upcoming and it's all disparate there's no communication there's no collective thing we need to make an organization to centralize all of this and he was like i'm your guy next thing you know there's a whole organization that's like the National Science Institute or whatever, and he's running it. And that's the organization that like um, developed the Manhattan Project and did the atom bomb. They were responsible for radar advancements and all this stuff. And then when the war, war when the war ended, Vannevar Bush was taking it all in and said, "This information that we've gathered was the best thing that we did." So now we need to take all of our scientific efforts and take them away from the war machine and put them into collecting this information for the benefit of humanity and sharing knowledge for everyone. And he came up with this idea called a Memex, which is literally like, it's probably the size of this little Wurlitzer piano you have around in the studio, this desk that would have a camera component you wear on your forehead that would snap pictures of what you're doing. And then you have these screens and you're typing and it's like a computer basically. But the real thing was that it had this contextual search and retrieval stuff so that it would expose the information to you as you go about your day or it's contextually relevant. The essay cannot recommend it enough called As We May Think. It's in the Atlantic. You can still read it for free. It's on their website. And it was like 1945. And he literally described like all of the stuff that I do with my day one journal that Tiago does with the Building a Second Brain stuff, all of it based on this idea from the fucking 40s or 50s. And it's only become more relevant, and that's what I see these guys humane doing. So I will then read now what Griffin emailed me, his summary of what he thinks humane is doing. He goes, my understanding of the device. The device will collect images, videos, audio, 3D reconstructions, depth maps, location data, and biometric data, see basal temperature slash ovulation sensor patent. It will most probably be mounted to clothing using a patented wireless charger, but the patents protect an embodiment where it's mounted to glasses and an embodiment where it sends information to an AR headset. It will use hardware accelerated computer vision and machine learning algorithms to detect the behavior and emotional state of the user as well as the user it's interacting with, as well as those the user is interacting with. Scary. 
while it's while it's able to run highly intensive AI locally to reduce latency and provide real-time insights, user data is also stored on a massive cloud infrastructure. The device could potentially use a laser to project information into the palm of the user or objects around them. And the device could be controlled through voice control, gesture recognition, mobile devices, mobile devices, or a touch control pad. The laser system could guide you, inform you, and or respond to you. The device will automatically sort data using AI so the user can request certain information to be recalled to them. The device will be connected to a platform where third-party developers can build applications for the device. That's a lot. This is it, though. What is Humane building? It is that. Now, what does that actually look like? Now... There was a uh, Jason Calcanis podcast from like summer of 2021. This week in startups? I believe it was that, yes. Where I watched it actually live on YouTube. And he basically was like, I have this scoop. And this is me impersonating him. <laughs> I have this scoop. And I was like, you don't have a scoop. You have a deleted tweet. There's no source. Okay, Tyler? It's a it's a full screen graphic of just like specs and like little sketches of like what Humane is building. Now he never says who tweeted it. He's like, oh, the tweet was deleted. He doesn't have a screenshot of the original tweet mm. or the user that it comes mm. from. Now, I, I, m me in the YouTube chat read, like looked closely at what this said. He basically put so much stake on this and he was like, uh, I actually don't know if any of this is real. I'm excited, but this could also be terrible. But I, it, he just went Classic so, Cow, actually. so back and forth. <laughs> but Tyler, the the lie, the, the 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 graphic, it was like you know, it said like, you know, something that had the word. Um, it said Instagram Life. Not Instagram Live. It said Instagram Life, and then it also said Snap Space Chat. And I'm just like, you're telling me this is a leaked document from Humane. They spelled Instagram Live as Instagram Life. None of the typeface, none of none of it matches Humane's design language. I bet someone Which read they're through very the, particular about. I I bet someone read through these patents, tweeted something out, then deleted it, and then Jason just basically took the bait. Yeah, it, I'm calling like. bullshit on the whole thing now. I'm not calling bullshit on like the idea of like that is a wearable magnetic thing. They're probably building this gadget and device that you magnetically somehow are they building the clothes that are like that's my question is it a special t-shirt I have right. to wear or like so I, I don't like know about that they're building something? some sort of system maybe maybe it's like you the the thing is conductive and you have like my heated vest has a battery I'm just spewing so here. there's like a I did this in in maybe it was high school well, physics there's also Project Jacquard we did this high school Google. physics experiment where it was everyone in the class held hands. One person on one end is touching like some conductive electrical orb, like a Tesla curl or whatever. And then at the end of the whole, everyone's holding hands. There's one person. He's like, when this person touches no you, way, we're no all going to get shocked. And the human body, Stop. all of us, you conduct the electricity and then everyone gets fucking shocked. And when you're sitting all there, the you're The connection fine. between you guys is holding hands? And you literally conduct it. So it's possible for the human body to conduct electricity for sure. Well, we, we have electricity yes. running through us. That's why you can get electricity. Yes, and we have water and all that stuff. And like we're, we're conductive. So that Dude. makes sense to me. But think about this. It would have to be touching your skin. So you'd have to have a battery pack that's touching your skin that you wear on your as like a watch I, or I as like a belt. Be, I think it's going to be like chest mounted is what I like, think. Man, I, I used to – I remember I had this like – for some reason I had to wear like a heart monitor one time. Sure. And – 
that's what I, I was imagining that. And so uncomfortable, dude. Where do you Fucking wear the harm Horrible. Off? It's like strapped around your chest. What? And so you're walking around all day with this like bo- it's like literally like wearing for the for the members of the tribe out there. It's like to fill in, <laughs> but around your chest. Instead of around your arm Wild. and your head, and it's very uncomfortable. You're like wear a backpack so or a you shirt. So think they're like, building something up. that has the skin contact? That's what I that would maybe imagine. Maybe conducting electricity like that. I was thinking, which freaks me out. To be based honest, based on, of course it does. It's so unknown, right? Like I was thinking what what Griffin said. It got me thinking. Like you wear this like little device uh-huh. maybe it has a camera on it i don't know like a cop body cam kind something of something like that yes but then it's able to project the ui and anything into your palm that's why you need to wear it imagine you could just stick out your hand and you have this body-worn device it's like the master that, chief holding up cortana in exactly his hand. Yeah. right or it's like luke skywalker seeing yeah, the little, the little holograms. holograms yeah so that's what I think they're building. I think they're building some sort of body-worn camera projection system. And here's why I think it's body-worn like this. Because Humane has a – so there's patents, right? And then there's trademarks. Correct. Different. Very different. Trademarks are for brands. Patents are for the application of the thing. So a trademark, it's like Sam Sheffer's the trademark. But if you have a proprietary way of doing something, that's a patent. Okay. The future is not on your face. Whoa. That changes my entire And on top of that, on top of that, Tyler, I found a tweet from Imran. I believe it was pretty recently. He quote tweeted someone and was like, this ain't it. It was like some sort of like AR glasses. And he just quote tweets and it was like, nah, fam. If there's one thing we've learned from Google Glass, and you and I both wore them for Extended periods of time, especially relative to everyone else. I took them back to, to Rutgers for a weekend, actually. Yes, 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 And I yes, wore yes. them around, and everyone was like, "These are." it was just like magically. Really yep. cool, but I'm never going to fucking wear this. Yep. You go to the bathroom, and everyone around you is like, what the fuck yep. are you doing, bro? Yep. So it's like, are they going to put a camera on there? No one wants to wear a camera on your face. Well, no one wants even... to wear a camera on your face, but are we going are we, are we to socially accept people wearing body-worn cameras? I think I think that's a lot easier to, to do than... The, the glasses. Are you just assuming because we already hold the phones, and I feel like that's yes. But there's something very deliberate, Tyler, about the when motion someone's of holding a phone up and you're just like pointing yup, it at you. Yup, I'm recording you. Yup, and it's just like you know, with the Google Glass, I was like, that was the big thing. Is like everyone was like, you are you recording me? You're recording me. So as much as I think that I know about Humane, I don't know jack shit about Humane. I know, I know that the team is incredible. I know that for them to get that investment, they have to be working on something incredible. And again, if there was ever a team to do something revolutionary and groundbreaking, it is the team that Imran and his wife, Bethany, have assembled. Because Imran, again, is a patented inventor for the fucking iPhone. He's on the original iPhone team, okay? Not many not many people are on the original iPhone team. And so, yeah, I, uh, I'm keeping an eye out on Humane. I am making this video about Humane. And next week... So we should record the podcast after we go. Humane is doing a... If not that night, definitely the day after, yeah. Humane is doing a meetup in New York at their new New York City office in Union Square. Someone tweeted at me. They were like, hey, Sam, you should check this out. And I'm like, holy shit. So two people... I don't think Imran's going to be there. That would be insane. Oh, my God. I would geek the fuck out if Imran Mm -hmm. was there. Um, But I'm going just to... We're both going. Joe, yeah. Tyler is coming with me. Um, 
I believe one or two people that that are uh, a member of the channel are going also. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and I just sort of want to poke my head and just sort of see what they're doing, what they're working on. There's like, it's like a happy hour. There's some discussion or something. Obviously, they're not going to go and spill the beans and announce what they're doing, but like to meet the humans. Yeah. I mean, these. And their philosophy and is, their oh thought process. Yeah, and, and just to hear them talk. So I just want to, I just want to touch on that because it's important and I didn't say it yet. It seems like. Like Imran and Bethany are again so aware of the impact that they've made with the devices that help, they help bring the world. They like the way the 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 website reads. It's like technology that trust. Originally, it was like trust, truth, and joy was their like tagline. So they are building from this philosophy of like we need to be able to trust our devices and like use them in such a way that doesn't feel sort of like soul sucking. So uh, they are building this company from the ground up with an ethos of like, it's it's different. It's different than it was at Apple. At Apple, it was like Steve, Steve, directive, build products, whatever. Like obviously they shipped, you know, iPod changed the world. iPhone changed the world. Like they shipped the most incredible, you know, some of the most incredible consumer products the world will ever see. And, you know, it seems like the approach they're taking now is very methodical, very, very, you know, sort of like from from this basis of like, no, we actually care. We want – I mean the tagline is the best human experience ever. What the fuck does that mean? Which is crazy because it it's means, implying that you're a human – not phone, digital experience. Correct. The human experience. And so look, I have no idea when they're going to announce or say anything. Dude, it could be another four or five years until Humane shows anything. Magic Leap started – I when I did my Magic Leap video, 2014 – is when I first started wow. seeing them. Like there was like a Venture Beat article, Secret Startup Magically 2014. It's exhausting Verge, to think about how Verge, long ago that Verge, was. Verge, it was almost, it's eight years ago. Verge covered it out the ass. And then I was like, finally, Magic Leap 1 unveiled. I think it was like 2018. So I am not in a rush. Obviously, I'd love to know, but I don't think we'll see anything from Humane for at least, I'm calling 2024 or 2025. We will go this whole year. We will see nothing. Maybe hints. Their socials show nothing. You know how I know we're early, Mr. Gold? There is no Wikipedia page for Humane. Oh, wow. That's totally different than where I was going to say. They raised $100 million. Yep. How much money would they actually need to release a product like this? Manufacturing costs to cover all of that? Is it more than that? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Like if the thing costs a thousand dollars to buy, maybe it costs them five hundred dollars to make. And they need to make ten thousand of them on the first run. A hundred thousand of them. What are they forecasting? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Maybe we ask. Maybe we ask these questions like like journalists. Silly, like like back silly, to journalism. You're just like yeah. Um, you're gonna answer these groundbreaking questions, and you guys are sworn to secrecy. And and yeah, you're you're gonna tell us what's going on with your company. I'm stoked. Look, bottom line, case in point. I haven't been excited about a company like Humane since Magic Leap, and I bought the Magic Leap, and it's cool, but in no way did it change the world. But there, there, there weren't fifty plus former Apple employees working on Magic Leap. You know, maybe they had one or two, but man, again, I'll say this for the seventeenth time, Tyler. What the fuck is Humane working on that they have been able to poach, take away from Apple? 50 plus employees. It's I dude, who who knows? Yeah, I'm excited. And this is to your point before, the iPod 
major changes every year. Original iPod to the next gen to the next gen to the mini to the nano to the touch and the shuffle. Tons there of was iteration. a ton of iteration. The original iPhone to the 3G to the 4 to the 5 to the 6. And then suddenly plateaus. And it's basically been the same iPhone more or less since then. Obviously, since the, the iPhone, iPhone 10, 10 really, 20... changed things. Now they have Whoa, the boxy that was design. 2017 was That's the iPhone crazy. 10. I still think that was my favorite iPhone of all time, actually. Not I the best, the, but my favorite. favorite. I hate that the the glyph was leaked the morning of. Yeah, I I remember seeing the little blue gif, the glyph with the notch. I'm just not over the three dots. I know the on the bottom plus, of the yeah. phone. If you look at the bottom of your iPhone that you might be listening to, it's funny because like the, the old ones used to have even, this yes. the symmetrical dots. They're and even, that's my and now thing. yeah, it's like two dots, and it's just but, like oh, it's the microphone versus the speaker. Like I don't care, cut more holes. Yes. So in the absence though of an Apple product that mm. we have to look forward to, because yes. I'm not really excited for this year's well, iPhone. It's going to yes, be like, what is but, a different but whole we, con- But we will care. get glasses or some sort of wearable from Apple. From Apple. But we have I, that to look forward yes, to. Yes, we do. And we don't, you know, who knows when, how, where that German will happen. said 2025 is when the race is going to heat up. Which but is, right now, though, I'm still thinking to myself, the most exciting company, most potential is not Apple right now. I know. It's this. Well, Apple, I would say, I mean, dude, they've made it to outer space, the moon, uh, all the way. They've circled the known universe in terms yeah. of success, right? Most valuable company in the world Ever. by no comparison. Yep. And they, they changed the world. And Jobs has been dead for now 10 plus years. And they've still, I mean, under Tim Cook, they grew that company to sites unseen. Yes. And they're still selling more iPhones than ever. How do they keep doing it more and more? You need it, dude. You need it. You can't participate in modern day society without a phone now. Yes, but to the, Remember the fact, Paul Miller when he did oh, the, dude, the crazy, year without the internet? Crazy. And but just, just the fact that Apple's still able to continue breaking their own records. And it's like, how do they not have the same problem that GoPro has? It's, it's not. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, GoPro is also like boring in that yeah. it's a camera. It does right, one right, thing. Right, 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 right. Like, right, oh, this right. is more waterproof yeah, 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 or it's yeah, yeah, 4K. Yeah. I don't know. Fair, care. fair, fair. You know? um, you're right. So, yeah, in terms of companies to be excited about, it's just like it's humane. And I yeah. think there's the excitement is, is also in the unknown, you know, where like they haven't announced anything. We don't know what they're building. I'm excited at the fact that I don't know what they're doing. I love having that feeling of it's a unexpected mystery. thing because the iPhone used to be like that. Used to be yes. like, what's going to happen? And now everything gets leaked. We already know the new iPhone 14 Pro is going to have a different hole punch Correct. instead of the notch. And I have full confidence that it will be something along those lines that gets dropped. Correct. But and you're still going to buy it. I will still <laughs> buy it. But that's because I'm I'm not your average like iPhone buyer. Like I'm Correct. the early adopter. I have Correct. the iPhone upgrade program. I get the new one every year. But, but so so I, I I'm not excited off, for you, that. I'm excited, excited for this. And I don't get excited about Apple products anymore because – there's no expectation of what's going to happen in September, right? This, yeah. though, yeah. we know is going to come out eventually, sometime right. in the next and few years. And it's just like trickling information. And the talent and even the branding of it gets me hyped in all of the right ways. Like, and it feels like 2015 again, 2013 again, in the ways where I'm excited for a gadget and I don't even know what the fuck it's going to be. And I love that feeling. So uh, maybe a podcast in the future where maybe we have someone from Humane, you know, as a guest, uh, maybe, you know, in two or three years, maybe four or five years, whenever Humane has a product, um, obviously I will fucking buy the fuck, whatever the hell it is, I will buy the fuck out of it. Um, because again, 
It's not, it's literally once in a generation that yeah. 50 former Apple employees leave under the leadership of a guy who worked directly with Steve Jobs. I mean, this is just like, it's the, like if 50 Google employees went to go work on a competitor to that. Yeah. But it just doesn't happen. You yeah. know, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Um, all right. Podcast listeners. This was long. This was extensive. Um, I hope, uh, that you come away, you know, even one tenth as excited as I am for humane because, you know, again, the excitement is in the unknown. Um, Tyler, word of the day for the uh, for the people that are going to tweet at us. I was I was thinking human. I feel like it's too close. That's good. To no, 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 it's good. It's good. You like it's it? It's good. Human. human. Yes, and not humane. But I not mean, humane, people human. will probably make the mistake. But the word of the day: tweet Tyler Gold and Sam Sheffer at Tyler Gold and at Sam Sheffer. Human. If you listen all the way, Tyler, you want to plug anything this week? Uh no. Okay. Well, I want to plug I want to plug last week's episode of Summer Break, which you should go listen epic. to. Oh, I like that. As audio download. I like if you that. haven't already. Find it on either one of our Twitter accounts. It'll be there. Where, wherever wherever your podcast consumption happens, we are there. Um we'll be back next week sometime within the next 7 days. Um have a great afternoon, morning, evening, stay hydrated. Um and thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace and love. <laughs>